G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode number 91 of the Outback Mind podcast. Appreciate you joining in, chasing the big dollars, the, the big bucks. Uh, it's something I suppose we all think about how good it would be if we had this paid off or, or that paid off or we're able to set ourselves up financially. Um, there's fours and against for it, absolutely. Um, many, uh, many men have taken this path and, and not succeeded, um, hit drugs and alcohol. Um, unfortunately, lots of suicides within the fly and fly out sector. Um, which is something that, uh, that needs to be turned around. And today's guest, Blake Wood, um, is at the forefront of that. Blake's um, doing what he can to be able to try and uh, educate uh, fly-and-fly-out workers, but also educate fly-and-fly-outs, um, business owners, mine owners, to be able to manage their people better. It's something that I'm, I'm really uh, passionate about myself, having managed people for many years um, to be able to make sure that people are you know, balanced, grounded, feeling safe um, consistently um, inside and outside of work and to be able to give them the ability to be able to de-stress and, and manage their well-being more uh, smarter, I suppose, and more functional rather than just sort of looking at uh, alternatives to be able to settle the nervous system down and manage stress, tension, anxiety, depression, all the things that can uh, control our lives unless we're, we're mindful of that. So you know, Blake and I are going to talk um, quite extensively about that today. Um, obviously, if you are considering flying fly out work, what are some of the positives? What are some of the negatives? You know, uh, the timeframes you maybe should be looking at to do it um, and uh, all the things around that. So appreciate you uh, listening in. If you find um, uh, this may be helpful, helpful for one of your friends or someone that may be contemplating flying fly out work or is doing flying fly out work, please share it with them. Just want to make special mention to our primary partners, Green Nutritionals, who provide green organic superfoods that if you are doing flying fly out work or anything in general can support uh, our physical health. Uh, when our physical health is in tune and, and our vitamin levels and so forth are in uh, in control, then uh, our mental health works well. So I really encourage you to check out their website, greennutritionals.com.au. And also we get support from Pure Life Bakery who provide organic sprouted bread. So when uh, grains in bread are sprouted, uh, they digest much better than traditional breads that we eat, but, uh, which make us feel bloated and so forth most of the time. So Really encourage you to check out their website. Their breads are also available all around Australia. It's purelifebakery.com.au. Alrighty, sit back and enjoy this. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Blake and I are going to have a pretty in-depth uh, chat about all things uh, mining, all things men's health here. And um, yeah, hope uh, you can provide some feedback. Really appreciate it. Blake Wood, welcome to the Outback Mine podcast. Thanks, mate, for having us. No worries at all. No worries at all. I'm really grateful to have you on here, mate. And the, um, obviously, I've heard a lot about the wonderful work that you're doing over there. And, uh, you know, we we're just having a chat before we jumped on this about you know, how things are changing in the industry now and how uh, things are starting to improve. There's so much more awareness uh, from the employer and their responsibility, but also from the employee to be able to engage in things that actually keep them, um, you know, well outside of work, uh, to be able to look after themselves uh, when they're off shift, um, I think it's really important too. So we'll dive into all that, Blake, and talk about the highs and lows of the uh, the mining industry, and uh, you know, obviously wanting people out there to know uh, what it's like to work within it, but also you know uh, what the fours and against are with chasing money and uh, and so forth too. So. Mate, uh, can you tell us a bit about yeah, your background and um, where you were brought up and what sort of took you into mining in the first place? Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, 100%. So I I grew up uh, back in Sydney. I, I grew up southwest of Sydney in a place called Mount Pritchard. Um, I, I, it's out near Liverpool. Uh, so my childhood um, wasn't wasn't um, the great introduction to, to life. Um, there, there were certainly many elements of it that um, were deeply rooted um, within trauma and, 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 and abuse, but also there was, um, there was, there was kind of a, 
many um, amazing aspects about it as well. So uh, I think it kind of it kind of kept me afloat and 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 it kind of um, led me down a path. Um, you know, my my mother was amazing in in in, in her support. Um, and and unfortunately, my father he was he was struggling within himself, and he was an alcoholic, and mm. um and 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 so that that um that, that exposure um to 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 life pretty much my, my first eighteen years of, of my life were um were unfortunately in and around that was was quite confusing um yeah. when you know he's coming home drunk and every every night of the week and and um. But like I said, there was there was a, some amazing stuff uh, um, as well. You know, I, I loved my rugby league. I, I played rugby league um, from the age of eight um, to to um, early teens, and and I just loved it. And that's all I wanted to do. Um, I, I also grew up right next to a golf course, and um, I used to find myself going collecting golf balls and selling them and to the to the driving range and. Yep. That's how I actually bought my first set of golf clubs. Um, I laid by the set and and um, and then I quickly learnt that I was um, talented um, at golf um, uh, a lot more than um, the, the rugby league. I mean, I loved it and I went to Parramatta Summer Coaching School and thought that's what I wanted to do. But um, the golf, the golf kind of took over and and um, from the age of 12 to 16, I was um, playing off three and I was beating, you know, pros at my local golf club of Cabramatta. Um, and and I just, yeah, I loved it. Again, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I got billeted out to the New South Wales um, Catholic Combined Colleges State Team. Um, and I went um, to that event up in Ocean Shores, up in Queensland, and we won that event. Um, and I never, I never played golf after that event for... Uh, six years, I, I, I didn't pick up a golf club. Um, Why? Um, yeah, my home life, my home life. So, as I just mentioned, um, you know, my that that whole conditioning in and around that just pulled me in a different direction. Mm. Um, and I just look, I I just went down that that negative path of destruction. Right? I mm. um, you, you you always say that you you know, like I, I despised and. I hated my father growing up, right? And, and I always said to myself, I don't want to end up like him. But like, and if you and if you're not actually uh, understanding the the process of you know how childhood works, and you're not able to self-reflect, you literally unconsciously just play those behaviours out, and that's what I did. And I, you know, I was drinking heavily a lot within, um, you know, on the weekends with mates, and and then it eventuated into. You know the the culture within um, within the mining industry when I when I first started in that area. Um, but yeah, so that 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 was probably in short that was my introduction um, to to childhood to growing up, and then um, just before it was probably mid mid twenties, I um, was just constantly searching. You know, like I was going from job to job, labouring jobs. Um, not doing anything really productive, and and I, I seen an ad in the paper, you know, um, about mining and jobs, and always, oh, that'd be cool to earn the big bucks, you know. I seen, I remember seeing an a job description for over west, like seventy five thousand dollar dump truck drivers, you know. And I thought to myself, oh, like where I grew up was in houses commission, you know, we we had nothing mm. basically growing up. We always lived from week to week, and we struggled, and that was like a that was unheard of, you know, that, to earn that kind of money. And um, so then I just, I, I constantly just found myself um, w- within the roles, the labour and roles that I was in, I was always searching for something better, you know. I was trying to always upskill myself. I, I guess that's a trait that I just inherently, innately had, you know. I was like that kind of entrepreneur. Like I said, I, I, I went out and bought my own golf clubs. You know, at twelve, like I, I sold golf balls, I collected. You know, like so. Yeah. Um, I, I just found that moving throughout my career as well, and, and I was constantly just getting other tickets. Like, you know, my, I ended up getting my truck license when I didn't need it. Um, and and just how much that profoundly impacted my ability to get work in the mining industry down the track. Mm. Um, I'd realised, you know, so I. 
I was actually working for a um, construction earthing company, um, and I, again, I was I was over that job and looking for something else. And I seen an ad, um, applied for um, a FIFO role, eight and six roster. It had already been advertised for two weeks, and um, I was like, oh, I must be gone already, you know. And I was like, oh, I'll call anyway. And I called, and the lady said, Yeah, look, we had someone start, um, and we just let him go yesterday. It was like. It wasn't any good, and so, do you want to fly out tomorrow? I was like, oh, wow. I was like, yeah. And that was my introduction. <laughs> that was my intro to FIFO, mate. And that was with, that was with Queensland Rail. Mm. So, um, just incredible, like, to, to, to land that kind of start. Um, yeah, and that was the beginning of my FIFO career. I, uh, I worked from uh, the bottom of Queensland right through to WA, um, different town every swing, yeah, and um, just getting exposed to, like, that work and just being in different towns, I just loved, like, mm. um, you just kind of, old country towns, you know, you've never seen your lifetime, and I just, I, I love that. Like, I mean, I've grown up, uh, another great, you know, um, thing that, uh, like, I experienced with my parents at times were going out, you know, going for long drives out in the country, and I just, uh, I love that, and mm. to be able to, to have that experience and get paid for it was just next level, mate. And I was earning, I was, some weeks I was earning two, six a week. And I was like, when I first experienced my paycheck, I was like, they've made a mistake. (laughs) 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 You you know, I was like, I just, I was like, what the hell is like, have I stumbled across here? You know? And, um, like I, I felt like all all my dreams had come true. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, like like I said, from where I come from, I was like, oh, I can do anything I want. I can buy that dream home, that dream car um, that I want, and I did. Uh, but I, I very quickly um, uh, learned that 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 feeling um, that dwindled away. You know, and and yeah. uh, and, and that's when I kind of um, realised that something was missing. Um, yeah, mate, that was kind of yeah, that that was really. My, my intro to mining and, and not only that, like even going through my relationship status at that time, I'd, I'd learned a lot. Like, so before, before I actually started my, my mining, um, career, I'd, I'd, I'd been with a, with a woman for six years and, and, um, we got married and we were married for three months. Mm, yeah. And yeah. we just bought, we just bought a brand new home together and I'd lost all that. And so, you know, there was a lot that went on in and around that time, and mm. and so I guess when when I hit that mining and and all that money and I had that freedom, I was like, oh, you know, I've made it. You know, here here it is, and mm. yeah, like I said, as amazing as that was in the beginning, um, it quickly dwindled away. And I like like I said, some of those experiences out there with the boys were just incredible. Like one one for instance, we went across the Nullarbor. Um, and old, like, deserted mining towns, like, no one lives there anymore. And, like, we'd, we'd, we'd go to work on the train, do the 12-hour shift, and then we'd come back and sit around a bonfire, having beers and mm. um, having a feed. And, like, mate, just incredible, right? Because you're never going to experience anything like that again in your lifetime. And, but a, a big part of it was, uh, was a drinking culture. Yes. And... I um like I got caught up with in it like I was like I, I loved the beer and I was young and a lot of the old boys and there was a heap of young fellas there as well and you know we'd just have a good time but we were we were getting hammered every night of the week yeah. like yeah and on shifts so that the whole eight days I was pissed every night and yeah. it, and like I had to literally go on days off just to have a break from it like yeah and um. Like I said, it took its toll in the end. It took its toll on my on my health and my relationship um, at home, and um, and and towards the end of that contract, because there was only um, labour hire um, with QR, um, that contract came to an end, and so did my relationship at home. Like it just played a heavy weight on that relationship. I just, you know, I didn't. I didn't have space for her when I was coming home. I didn't want to go out much. And then when we did, it was just, again, it was, you know, just about drinking. And, and so it was just a, it was a constant vicious cycle, you know. And, and those kind of patterns 
that I'd inherited from my old man, like I, I never knew how to have a healthy relationship, you know, with, mm. you know, with, with my missus, you know. So there was a lot of destructive, you know, behaviour there that, um, you know, that ultimately contribute, contributed to my relationship ending. And Yep, absolutely, mate. Well said. Yeah. Th- th- thanks for sharing that. And I want to step back into this because it's important for people to know. So, so your dad, you know, he was displaying those behaviours probably because he had some trauma uh, when he was a young fellow, probably like what you did ex- experiencing that from his father possibly uh, or yeah. something that happened to him when he was younger that he never dealt with and he masked it with drinking. Would you think, do you think that might be, might be right or was there something that came up uh, as you got older that you were aware of and why he displayed those sorts of behaviours? Yeah, yeah, mate, no, like 100%, right, you've nailed it, that, that's, that's exactly what was that way, he was, he was treated in the same way by his old man, and then he just played out the same behaviours um, that he knew, um, that, that, I mean, that's the only way he knew, right, like, it's, mm. it's like how he was brought up, and, and um, again, when we're talking about before, if you don't have the ability to self-reflect and, and have conscious awareness in and around your own behaviours, that that programming still plays out, and and again, like I was saying before, there was a there was a lot of amazing things, but yet there was a lot of destruction as well. And so we kind of navigate through those two worlds for ourselves as we as we get older, you know. And, and mm. um, I just yeah, I just I, I've seen that a lot from my old man, and it confused me because I'd have moments with him where he was like, you know, you're doing amazing things, and it, it, he was real loving and caring, and then the next thing he's He's given me a clip over the years, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's really confusing for, um, for a, for a young fella, you know, like, and, and yeah, just for, for me, like, obviously my journey, and we'll get to that, um, you know, in a few steps, but look, like the moment I was able to self-reflect and understand why my life was playing out the way it was, just completely shifted everything, you know, and, and, and it even shifted my relationship to him, you know, because you act like, you know, we have this notion, can, you know, can you change the past, right? Like, like people say, well, the past is already gone, you can't change it, but what actually remains with the, within the past, within ourselves, is the memory and the meaning associated to that. So yeah. if I can go back now and see that he was just struggling, he was abused, then could, does that mean I can have compassion for him and, and see his struggle, you know, and, and, and really forgive that and then move forward with my life, you know, and, and, and really, you know, just surrender all that, that it's not, um, that's not who he was innately and then it's not who I am, you know? Yeah, well said, mate. Um, you hit the, the nail on the head with the word compassion. Uh, so yeah. we're angry. Like I was angry with, with my dad too and you were probably angry with your dad and, uh, and all those sorts of things. But once you come to the realisation that, uh, that his behaviour came from something, uh, like a lot of uh, you know, guys' fathers did, and, and, and your dad's father probably went to war, or, you know, yep. someone in your family went to war and there was lots of trauma that was brought on from that and that was, that was dealt with at the pub, you know, and then your, your dad would have seen that behaviour and then he would have mirrored it too. And I was like you, I, I, I knew that I'd want to behave like that, but something draws you towards it, doesn't it? And, um, uh, you know, although you were strong enough and you were disciplined enough to play golf at a higher level, that, that could have been your real, your real anchor, but at the same time, you had something inside you that was was pulling you towards neg- negative lifestyle behaviours. Yeah, hundred uh, percent, mate. And, and like, so I again, like at that age, I didn't know what was actually at play, right? Like, I, I didn't have that ability to self reflect. But like a yeah, like a like um, I've alluded to, you know, through the work that I've done um, over the years. Uh, you know, I understand that that's how we get conditioned, right? And and that's how the brain wires, and the, you know, the whole notion of mind body, right, is is very real. And so, what happens is we get conditioned. The brain gets conditioned to perceive an environment, and it that's why we stay in that whole remuneration of whatever our life experience is, and it just continues to play out, mm. um, and, unless we're consciously aware of it, and 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 being shown a process to be able to self reflect and. Um, you know, like very early on in, in, in that process, you know, learning about the brain and how the subconscious mind works, it, 
that it's ninety five percent present in our everyday. So whatever our experience and our life pattern has been about, we're just gonna that's our default mode. We're gonna slip back into those behaviors. And so understanding that it's it's like the odds are stacked against us to change. Like it's like a million to one odds are stacked against us to change. But but we can change. Um, those numbers when we actually know, right, that, that that's actually what we're up against. And that really sets the stage for us to then shift certain um, parts of ourselves and, and literally it, it opens up a whole new world for us um, and, and ability to change our lives. Yeah, well said, mate. If you were standing in front of a room giving a presentation, uh, we'll just fast track things a little bit before we come back, but... If you were standing in front of a room giving a uh, presentation of 50 guys, it'd be probably be 40 guys in that room that have had similar trauma to you, you know, possibly. Um, you know, the, the, deal with, uh, the deal with things through booze or drugs or whatever, uh, you know, but to hear a real-life ex- uh, story of someone like, like with what you've been through is obviously empowering to them. But, you know, Blake, um, it's so common. Uh, we have a mental health problem in Australia, you know, but we don't really address what the, the things are possibly behind that and help empower, you know, young guys, old guys, whatever it may be, to be able to find tools to, to deal with stress, anxiety, depression, all those sorts of things practically, I, I suppose. And you think about a guy that goes into uh, the construction industry, into fly and fly out work, their nervous system is all out of whack, mate. You, you're working... You're working against the body clock consistently, you know, and when you do finish your work, you are going getting smashed like you said you were, which is, you know, different now on mind sites and so forth. But, um, you know, you're in this catch-up mode consistently. And, you know, my, my passion is to try and help people understand how to manage their nervous system better so they can relax naturally rather than doing something that's going to have consequences. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, you're nailing it there, right? Those those modalities really help us um, balance that out for ourselves and come from a place of discernment where we can actually we can actually view our life um, from an, an observer perspective to to go, uh, okay, how can I be different here? You know, it's um, but for me, I, I dipped in and out of these modalities of like training, like I loved. Like I, like I said, I played rugby league all my life and I loved keeping myself fit and strong and I found CrossFit um, in 2016 and, you know, after many years after rugby league and my numbers went through the roof, you know, I'd, I'd never been stronger or fitter in my life and mm. it was actually that dynamic of community that really blew me away um, and, and it was at that time uh, actually that I'd lost a mate um, um, on, on site and so I, I really... Uh, was, you know, I needed that support and I didn't actually expect to find it there, um, of all places, like a gym, right? We just, we kind of identify with these places of just the physical well-being, yes. but it's the emotional well-being uh, that really goes unnoticed. It's that connection that really helps us because it's inherent within all of us, right? And so, um, yeah, and look, I mean, the very foundation of, of the work that we do now within within the mining industry and what is like literally jolted me um very early on is helping people come from a balanced state of perception which 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 then allows us to then engage in these modalities that that, that help us so like you talk about the meditation and 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 that Slowing that central nervous system down, and you know, like if it's a, and you're in a sauna, or um, you know, like a, like you said, if you're exercising or whatever it might be, going for a bike ride or a walk with your dog, it's like you're just dis- you're actually detaching from the circumstances you have within your life, yeah. and you're coming from a balanced state again of perception that allows you to keep your biochemistry. Um, clear and and you know like if we just if we're hooked into the experience and and the emotion of everything we we can't kind of we don't have that self-reflection that's true mate absolutely it's not something we do learn at school hey we we get drawn into the uh into the binging um pretty pretty easily uh because it's it's obviously good for the economy for us to keep spending money but 
you know, if we're smart, yeah. we're smart about it, we can actually do things that help us, you know, de-escalate. Uh, and then yep. we, we, we come home with more money, then we, we're better to our wives, then we actually can have a, a reasonable conversation with them rather than being agitated. And that's, that's the trap that a lot of guys fall into. You know, we, we are in this sort of uh, heightened mode and it takes us time to get back to, to, to a feeling of normality when we do come off shift. Uh, but yep. also, um, you know, then we've got to turn around and go back to work again. So the quicker you can do that, like start your wind down process before you get home, I just think it's so much smarter to, to do that and also have the employer embrace that because you're coming off shift, you need to be nice and fresh for when you do do finish. Um, and yep. that, that might not necessarily mean taking time off or like, like, you know, taking or doing less hours on your final days, but actually like being practical uh, about how you're managing yourself and then obviously the employer can sort of support that process as well. And, you know, there's nothing worse than being flat on your last day, getting on a plane, getting home, just being so so wound up. The the, the, the only thing you can think about is going to the, the pub and getting smashed, you know, because that's going to send yeah. you to a low place the next day and then you, then you sort of, you know, you, you, your whole system's out of whack again. Yeah, mate, 100%. And that, like, I, I just couldn't relate to that so much because that, that was just my whole journey, right? I was just getting smashed, like, every night and then coming home and then, and then like, I'd have a few days off and then, I'd, you know, we'd go out because I'd be back in Perth, especially when I got back to, um, well, when I initially relocated here, that was the, that was the cycle. Mm. It was, and so you, you, you're constantly playing catch-up um, and, and, yeah, like, I, I wasn't just, I wasn't taking care of my overall well-being, you know, it was just, it was constantly in and around alcohol and not eating well and, and just not taking care of myself and, and you know, my, my, my role and, and, and relationships um, suffered in and around me and, and I, I, I've wasted a lot, of, a lot of what I earned as well, right? It got, it got pissed up the wall and, and, and you, you kind of, you're kind of going down that destructive path, right? You, you, like I said in the very beginning, you're like, oh, my, all my dreams have come true, but you, you, you're actually running a, a, a pattern that is of a destructive behaviour. You're not, you're not actually channeling what you're actually earning mm. in a healthy way, where you can balance that out, and you, you know, you're, you're putting some aside, and you're actually building a life for yourself. You're just wasting the lot, yeah. and then, and then you're going back to site and go, oh, I'm going to do things differently. Um, next break and then you comes around next break and your mate's ringing you up let's go to the pub and uh, away you go again right and you, and you wake up Monday morning and you're broke again uh, so it's mate it's yeah look it's it's woven into every aspect of our life right it's like when we look at our work life um, and being away especially um, it's not separate from you know, every other aspect of our life, we have to have, we have to find that balanced um, approach for every area. And for us as individuals, we have to have that ability to self-reflect and empower ourselves first. And as a mining industry and community, we have to understand the environment that we already have and how that directly affects, um, you know, our workforce and, and how we can be better for one another moving forward. Agree. And also, you know, mate, it might not be the, the case of maybe going to another employer because you're getting a few extra dollars. Like if you've got an employer that really cares about you and can give you the, uh, the tools to be able to manage your life well and help you uh, on the path to success rather than just utilising you to go and do a job and, uh, and, you know, turning you over, I think that's so much more valuable. If you've got you know, a company uh, that you're engaged with that is really, you know, doing these things to help you manage your nervous system and also help you to become more conscious and self-aware, you know, that, that, that short-term, well, let's call it short-term pain, for example, will be a tremendous long-term gain for you because you'll be more aware as an individual um, and you'll be doing things like you might, you, might, you might go to shift, right? You might go home and get smashed. But how about if I said to you, you might go to shift then, you might go home and we'll do a practice that actually helps settle your nervous system down so you feel as like you do when you do get pissed anyway, you're relaxed. And then you're going to wake up the next morning and you're still going to have, you know, a couple hundred bucks in the bank, whereas before you wouldn't have had it. Then, you know, if that yeah. actually starts to become part of your mindset, then all of a sudden you're in this nice rhythm of, um, 
of positive lifestyle behaviors rather than negative ones. And I just think that's the big gap in the industry to be able to help uh, you know, employers identify that, yeah, you know, great, these guys are earning good money, but let's just take it a little bit further here and give them the tools yeah. that they can really you know, know that they're safe and they're cared for and we're going to help them be better individuals than what they were when they arrived and started working for us. Yeah, mate, 100%, right? And and that's why I love, you know, the, the work that Anthony does there at MacForce and, and also I was I was on um, Peter Finn's um, podcast, Full Production, with face contracting there, mate, and if you, you know, he's got the same philosophy as well, right? Like, it's how do we empower his whole workforce to be empowered in every aspect of their lives? Mm. You know, it's not just their work, their work environment. How do we provide a foundation that allows our community to thrive in every aspect? And that's what I get excited for, mate, because... I, I experienced all this for myself, right? I'd lost everything. And when I thought all my dreams had come true, right, I felt like something was missing. And so this taught me that, that you know, something was missing inside. And so when I, I was, like, I was living out of a bag at the time. I was in Perth um, City and I was, I was uh, just staying in hotel rooms on my days off. Um, and, and again, I was, like, just drinking heavily and... I got to a point where I was like, I was having panic attacks and anxiety attacks and I didn't know what was going on. Mm. And I still remember thinking to myself, you know, why do I feel this way? And I, I don't know, mate, like something in me just searched for help. And that's when I came across um, my co-founder, George, and his personal development program, EP7, all those years ago. Mm. Um, and so it's been just a, a wild journey of understanding myself better, you know, and, and being able to self-reflect. And like I said, the moment we do something different, our life changes and it sets us on a different different path and that just opens up, you know, all those amazing possibilities that uh, we all have within us. Yeah, mate. Well, certainly, you know, you've got to be proud of yourself because you're breaking the cycle of your father and grandfather and those before you. And, and I always say we've got an opportunity in a moment in time to heal the seven generations before us so the next seven generations can be better. So if you're able to break yeah. this cycle now, then, you know, if you plan to have kids and so forth, then they're going to be so much better for it because they're not going to observe you doing the things that your dad did and that's going to get yeah. passed on and so forth as well. And, and that's where you and I have got a responsibility to be able to help guys, you know, shift their thinking a little bit if they, if they choose to, um, to be able yeah. to, you know, be better people inside and outside of the workplace and, and live this life fulfilled rather than just... Know, going around the cycle of earning money, getting a super and dying uh, unconscious, you know, being able to make the most yeah. of the, the, the life that we've got, I think is really, uh, really important. Yeah, mate, it's uh, 100% is. It's just like, yeah, like I said, it, you know, that, that journey for me, um, it, it just really, it, it opened up all those possibilities, right? And, and uh, like you said, it, this belongs, um, you know, in every every aspect of um, our, our work place and, and, and our life. Um, and having the, that, that foundation, um, we believe for, for not just the mining industry, right? If we, if we can provide an, an environment for us, to, if you look now, mental health uh, issues and, and is kind of at a crisis point right now. And, mm. and so what, what does a new... A new um, foundation look like for us as 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 a community, mm. you know. Like like you said, we're breaking that linear lineage um, within our family lines, and and we can just see, you know, why that was the case, um, and we can see why the the case is for in the context of mining, and then we can go, okay, what does that new foundation look like for us uh, across the industry? So, mm. for for me, when I, I spend a lot of time. Um, Obviously, with BHP, when I got to, to um, Western Australia, and, and I became an RUOK ambassador through all the work that I was doing, and I launched their FIFO campaign um, here with the CEO in Perth at Bristow Helicopters, and that laid the foundation for me to travel with the wellness roadshows um, in 2016 with BHP, and, and that really made me aware of going, like, that those interactions that I was having with my workmates, they were coming up to me going, mate, I'm going through the same thing. And then I was watching them get connected to the sports services. 
And in my head, I'm like, why the fuck aren't we doing this all the time? Yeah. You know, like, we've got, we've basically, we've got mental health month that we do, and, and we've got, obviously, Are You Okay Day, uh, and, and we're kind of, we're just sticking to this um, one-time focus, where, and, and we're just slipping back into the old habits, right? Remember I was saying before, this is how the brain works, where, where habit creatures, right, we're just sit back into hold habits and and when we're trying to you know you know in, uh, share this with our community and and, and um, encourage this emotional well-being we're only doing it isolated right and and so this is why we're not achieving because it's not how we learn and and so this goes into to the work again that that we're doing right now at Zero. Like we want to immerse the community in what it actually takes to change. Yeah. And and we believe that that like you know the industry is not going to change um, by just doing another initiative, right? It, it's like we've got as an industry whole we've got a mental health crisis. So the only way we're going to achieve a, a healthy, thriving culture across the board is by coming together as a collective that's how we see it and, and i mean you look at again outside of mining right it's like it's, it's that crisis and and we've got we've got so many amazing people out there that are doing amazing things and everybody's searching for for the answer right and it's it's like how can we how can we shift that? Like, where, where do we begin, you know? If you look at you look at all the 18 recommendations that went into, um, that came out of the big study that they did um, within the mining sector that led into the code of practice, all those 18 recommendations are all in and around culture and thriving. Mm-hmm. And so we're at the forefront right now of shifting culture um, from that old way, that old lineage of, like, how we've always done things. And... I'm, you know, I'm proud and grateful to be a part of that, mate, because um, I'm just, again, I'm so profoundly impacted by how much this has affected my life um, and, and I know what's possible. So, yeah. Mm. Mate, it's only the beginning. Like, trust me, it is. You know, there's lots to be done. There's so much more improvement that can happen. And, you know, all a human wants is to feel connected. You know, when we're, when we're disconnected, we go to work with a company we don't enjoy working for, we get the pay, we go home, we... We buy toys, we buy booze, you know, you're in this cycle of disconnection primarily because you're not connected to yourself. And, yeah. you know, to be able to learn to, 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 to be connected to yourself and be connected with the employer and engaged and all that, then you've got a family there and then you've got a family, hopefully, when you go outside of work that you're actually connected with too. And, you know, it's important because a lot of guys, you know, will go and find a partner and we think they're the right one. But really, after a while, we realise we've got nothing in common. You know, we might have have liked drinking together or we might have liked, uh, you know, something in our lives. But you've really got to, you know, be smart about uh, knowing yourself before you can really, you know, uh, love someone else, I I, I say, you know. And and to be able to learn the skills and tools to be able to do that is super important because we don't, we don't learn that through our upbringing, you know. We, we, we mask uh, our, our, our traumas and we mask the behaviours that, um, that we've observed from, from, our, from our youth uh, primarily a lot. But that can be turned around and you're an example of someone that's actually done that, mate. So you've got lived experience that you can pass on to others and, and then, you know, that will impact someone else and they'll have an impact on someone else and so forth. And we can really, you know, change the habits uh, that we've actually, you know, we've known to be ourselves that really aren't ourselves. And, you know, mate, I want to go back to 2016 when, when things changed for you, when you had a mate take his own life. What was going on behind all that? Yeah, mate, like, like I said, um, I travelled the BHB Wellness Roadshows and, and uh, we lost our mate uh, two weeks before that actually kicked off and um, as you can imagine, it sent a, a ripple effect through our whole department um, and I, I was asked to, to go um, you know, on, on the roadshows and I did and I never went back to site after that. Um, I, I resigned and um, I basically sold everything um, and I condensed it down to a backpack and went travelling. Um, I, I look. I just I was highly emotional um, about you know obviously everything and and 
look, I, at that time I had a, a lot of amazing people there that were trying to help me and um, could, could have we had done things differently? Yes, 100%. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I had to take a deep bow and, and, and I resigned and, and, and I needed space. And, um, I, like I said, I went travelling and then I knew I'd come back to this worker, but I just didn't know how it was going to come together. And um, while I was away, you know, the, the name 500 came to me and um, I came back and um, I sat down with, um, you know, my mentor, George uh, Halu, and... and and uh, yeah, we 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 launched FIFO Zero, and um, and shortly we we launched at the Men in Blackpool um, um, Momentum for Australia charity in and around men's mental health, and uh, we launched at that gala event, and then shortly after that, we're on the road um, delivering our roadshows with Rio Tinto. Was, um, yeah, and and like I said, we've we've been on that um, journey now with them for the last three years, and. Progressively, each year it's just gotten bigger, and, and um, the leadership team, again, in and around it, um, has been all over it. And this year, it's, it's it's gone from last year six weeks to now three months, and it looks like it's going to get extended into the new year. But this year, they've got Perth City headquarters um, involved, which is just incredible. Mm. Um, uh, like I said, because w- very easily we. You know, like, I, I think culturally across the board you can see, you know, like, a, again, it's written in the language where big corporate don't give a shit about us with this another number mm. um, and, and this training is just another tick box. But, but like, we, we have to understand the, the, the contrast here because, like, we can be... A lot of that, you know, especially what's been happening in the media of late, you know, within the industry can be doom and gloom, right? But... The contrast of that is that, like I've just shared, there's been an amazing leadership team there that actually want to do things differently. Mm. And they're actually at the forefront now of laying that new foundation. And so let's lean into that uh, and, and, and let's have that as our focus. And um, again, mate, that's what I'm excited for for us as individuals because the moment we do that for ourselves, we, we're not, um, we don't get lost in the circumstance. You know, when we have that, Ability to self-reflect and and um, and not and you know a, a big part of our awareness that we do and training that we do is helping people understand that they're not those thoughts, feelings, and experiences that they're going through. It's just the experience. Mm. But but what what we've done over the years, we've we've actually fused our identity into these experiences, these thoughts, these feelings that we're having when we're split up with the missus or a loved one dies, we, we, we don't have the ability to process out of that. We actually believe that's who we are. Yes. And we actually say it. We actually say, oh, that's just who I am. That's just how I feel. That's just my personality. We actually are we're identifying with that as our overall identity, but none of those things are us mm-hmm. because... Because how could any of those things be us when they're changeable? Anything that's changeable can't be us. And this is where that amazing um, work and ability to be the observer of our whole life and, and know that we can actually do things differently just sets the stage for an incredible transition to, that, to happen. Mm. Ask yourself, whose thought is this? You know, when you're, when you're going back to a, a pattern uh, or you're going... Uh, off into a reaction, that's someone else's thought that's come to you that's been your default setting, you know. But you, you, you've got the ability to be able to look at it differently and, uh, and re, reprogram the way that you think and that opens new neural pathways in the mind so you can actually view things differently. But, yeah, you're right, you can go back to those old patterns quite, quite rapidly and quickly too. But if you can actually, like, you know, really question things, uh, I think that's... That's how you can break cycles and, uh, and and make changes and not you know go down go down the path of things that give you temporary happiness that lead to you know suffering I suppose at the end of the day. Yeah, mate. Again, you, you keep nailing it, right? That's those like that's how the brain's conditioned through our whole life experience. We form these neural pathways in accordance to our 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 whole life, right? Our whole experience, and that's how we just. That's our, those are our assumption filters and looking forward, that's how we perceive life to be. And, and when it's, again, sometimes doom and gloom, we can actually 
we actually understand that that's how we're just perceiving, uh, you know, life moving forward. And, mm-hmm. and that's where that power comes back in within ourselves to, to know that, that that's what's going on and that the brain, the brain actually doesn't know what's real or not real. It only believes what keeps happening. And that's where the, the, the remuneration um, we get stuck in. And, and like I said, when we know that's what we're up against, it sets us to to flip the switch, right? And, and um, yeah, obviously, like I was saying before about the mind-body connection it is a very real thing through our health, our gut health. And, you know, yeah, we, we, we actually have these little things called receptor sites and we apportion them per cell in accordance to what we believe. And so that's where the whole emotional body comes into play and, and, and there's a whole range of modalities, again, like you said, through breath work and meditation and, and what we eat um, directly affects how we think and, and, and feel. Like it, There's no separation from that. That's exactly what's playing out. And, and, and again, when we're, you know, we're not sleeping well, when our rhythm, rhythms are like out of whack through you know, the long shifts and night shifts and, you know, like even if we're just just having two or three beers a night, it's it's still just throwing everything, our whole nervous system into that flight or flight response and we're not getting a reprieve um, from it. Yeah, yep. Yep, absolutely, mate. That, that's true and, and these are the things we don't understand, you know, and that, that leads into, you know, um, depression, anxiety, all these sorts of things. And it's not often that... Someone goes to a doctor feeling depressed and they're put on medication, but they never really asked about their diet and, and how, how that's, you know, obviously affecting, you know, the chemistry in their bodies and, and those sorts of things. So, you know, to be able to help empower people to ask questions, you know, question uh, why they're feeling a certain way, question a reaction that they're having by something being appearing on their body or in their body, you know, if it's disease. There's usually a reason why that's happening. If something's happening mentally and you're feeling anxious and depressed, then there's probably a reason why that's occurring. So to be able to identify that and then learn practices that can help you come back to equilibrium again, I just think that's our that's our purpose to be able to help others uh, and empower others to to be more conscious and self-aware so they can learn how to regulate and self-heal and do things that help you be a better a better version of yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, mate, that's uh, yeah, that, that's everything, right? It's 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 understanding the the version that we're that we're in, right? And 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 being able to deconstruct that and and understanding that's exactly the path we're on because we're caught in a version and that's all we see life as. Mm. Um, and 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 so. It, I like to use the metaphor because I worked in rail, right? I, I, was at, I worked in track maintenance. I, was, you know, I spent a lot of time out there swinging a hammer with the boys. And, 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 and I like the metaphor of rail because if you're on a track, right, uh, you're on that same track, you're always going to end up at the same destination. Yep. And, and so if we look at our whole life, that we're through our upbringing and our experiences, our 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 brain and body are wired into a way of perceiving reality and that's the track that we stay on. That's how we see life. But the moment that we're able to perceive things differently outside, we can, again, we, we move into these modalities that help us um, detach from, from everything uh, that we're thinking and feeling. Really, uh, again, allows us to observe how we're being and then allows us to... to uh, to come into the same situation differently and therefore we have a different result. And so when, when you just, again, you change one aspect about yourself, you, you change your destiny. So you, when you change a lot, then you've just got multiple tracks and multiple different timelines that you can just move into, right? And, mate, this is what I just say. Again, love, it's about understanding that version, you, we hear it all the time, right? Be the best version of yourself. Be the best version yeah. of yourself. But yeah. we have to under, we have to understand how to deconstruct the version that we're in, yeah. and then move into a into a new version that's in, aligned from the heart in, in everything that we do. Right? It's um it's about coming from that place and and really focusing in on on what's most important to us. Mm, that's true. You, you know that that comes through. 
this is what, what I'm passionate about is, is heart coherence. So to be able to actually like understand, you know, what, what, what the ego is and what the actual, what your real self, your heart's telling you, you know, and uh, yeah. if, if you can do these things and that, that really helps your mental well-being. And, you know, look, my, my whole philosophy has been, I started in like working, managing large teams in about 2003. And I looked at uh, workplaces that, um, that just had a really reactive approach. Well, when they when they get hurt, then we'll put them on workers' comp, or when they're mentally fucked, we'll sack them. That that, that was the whole philosophy, and you know things are slowly changing now. But I, I knew back then, nearly twenty years ago, that it wasn't the right model. So, having a, a pre-abilitive approach rather than a rehabilitative approach, I believe, is essential. It's got to be the way to go. So, prevent things from happening. And then, you know, the instances won't occur. You're going to have a more balanced life. You're going to have a more balanced workplace. You're going to have a more balanced team, a more balanced relationship, all these sorts of things. So to be able to learn practices that help you um, stay stable physically and mentally, I think, are, are key. And, you know, you think about your schooling and my schooling and, and pretty much everyone, we go through this um, this cycle of, of being put into fear really early and into guilt and shame and you know, comparison and judgment and all these really self-destructive behaviours and we go into the workplace and we, 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 we might feel good because we get a title or we um, we get some money like you did with your $2,500 paycheck and you're thinking you'd made it, but really yeah. that, that's that's a lack of self-awareness at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, uh, 100%, mate. Again, like, so my, my whole life was coming to the surface when I hit the mining industry. The mining industry made me aware of how much I wasn't connected to myself and what was actually going on. And, and, and like I said, I didn't know what was going on. I, I thought all my dreams would come true and then I was miserable. Mm. I was like, well, fuck, something's not right here. Like, it, <laughs> I'm earning all, like I was earning 142k a year. I, earned, uh, I, I worked less than six months a year uh, for it if I took holidays. Like... How, how can somebody become sick of that, right? But I was, and I was miserable. And so it just, this taught me that there was something missing. And, and, and again, like I, I loved how you, you said, like coming from that heart space and what we're doing. And obviously, you know, this, this whole notion in and around feelings and that, that kind of stuff for, for men are, are quite, you know, we're, we're actually fused into that identity that, that shuns all that out, you know, like it's like, oh, you need to be, hard and 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 just forget all all that but the the program that i did all those years ago eighty seven, is that the logo is shaped as a heart mm. and it's about connecting back to that heart intelligence and understanding that look the whole body's full of neural pathways we just don't have neural pathways in our brain mm. we've got neural pathways in our heart in our gut and then this is where this heart intelligence comes from and then being able to be guided by that and configuring the mind and body to serve, that's not the other way around. We, the, 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 like I was saying before, the brain doesn't know what's real or not real. It just get, it gets conditioned into a way of being, and so does our body. Um, but again, look, I, I, went to, I went to an amazing event um, a few weeks back, um, res, uh, Resilience in Mining, um, uh, young mining professionals put it on and they had four um, lived experience speakers like top directors steering, steering the ship and they were sharing their stories and just how in- incredible um, that was, right? And, and just, like, that was it. Like, it, seeing that coming from the, the leaders um, was just profound. Mm. And... and Again, it comes back to like the resilience in mining is really resilience in life. But but what makes somebody resilient? What 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 allows somebody to align with the the empowerment principle of resilience? Mm, that's Again, it comes it comes from that being having that balanced state of perception. Then then it allows you to move into the modalities that are going to help you guide into the areas that are most important to you and and one of the ladies that was sharing she was an incredible woman she like was running literally five mining companies at the one time and she was sharing her story for the first time and how her young daughter was sick she had cancer and she was actually 
sleeping on a chair for 60 days beside her daughter mm. uh, and and was trying to do work in between it, but it just made her realise about, you know, just being present, being in the room and being uh, connected to what's most important to us. Like, and, and you know, that this work and, and, and everything can take a seat, right? It's like, this is, you know, that, that was just so profoundly impactful, I, I felt, because... You know, there's always been this disconnect between the leaders at the top and, and, and the, you know, the guys that, in quote, like, it's like at the bottom, there's no difference. We're all the same. We're all human. Mm. But we, we kind of have this disconnect, right, where we're not seen as we're all, we're all human. Um, That's but true. But she, yeah, she, and she said, she said, you know, like, even in her speech, it's like, it's about following what's most important to you. And when we look at this work, like even in, in, in our sharings, right, it's like who basically are we to, to, to say, oh, this is what you're meant to be doing with, um, you know, with your life, right? And, and understanding that, like, and, and not encroaching that, that, um, that space of, of our community is really about under, helping them understand that this work is about helping them uh, connect to what's in most important to them, mm. you know, and, and, and it's not about, you know, do this and do that. It's about, you know, these are the things that are going to help you understand what you want to do with your life, you know, moving forward, not just with your work environment, but your whole life. Mm, absolutely uh, empowering them to, to be able to be better people, you know, that, that, that's what it's all about, you know, yeah, great. The money's good, all that sort of stuff. But if you can you can leave an employer better than what you were when you arrived, great. If you can leave a jail better than what you were when you arrived, great. You know, these are the things um, uh, that I'm passionate about. You know, the workplace and and places of incarceration. Why are we locking people up and treating them like you know, like bottom of the rung uh, individuals when they've all got a heartbeat like you and I have. They've all got the ability yep. to, to have connections um, with other people and, and, and get the most out of their life, you know, and to break those cycles. And, you know, the, the, don't worry, mate, there, there's senior executives struggling with mental health issues as well as what there is with guys that are on a shovel um, consi- yep. consistently. Yep. And, you know, I, I challenge you to, um, to, to you know, ask guys in the workplace, when was the last time that you rang your boss to ask how they're going, you know? Everyone's looking for their boss to give them answers and uh, to provide stuff for them. And, uh, you know, they don't give a shit about us. Well, give your boss a call and say, G'day, it's such and such here. I just want to see how you are. And that will, that will you know, really be confronting to them in many ways because they unfortunately see a lot of superiority, a lot of leaders, which is not the right way to go. But what I want to see more is more heart-based leaders that give a shit about their people. You know, and that's yeah. that's yep. when you start having change is the, in the individual because everyone's got, you know, a connection with the job, the project, with each other at the end of the day. And that gets back to the sense of community that we spoke about before and the sense of connection which everyone wants rather than disconnection, I guess, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%, mate. That, that's what everyone wants, right? Everyone wants to feel valued and, 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 and connected. Like, it's, it's like you just don't want to be taken advantage of. And, and, and this is, again, sometimes where, where a workplace can get lost, you know. When, when I was back at BHP, like I said, there was a, some amazing people that were trying to help me, right? And, and there was actually a, a, a general manager that um, i come across. His name was Michael Rose. And he was, they brought him in because they identified, you know, that they, that they had a culture problem. And... And that was the first sign of life that I'd seen in that place, you know? Like, he was just an incredible leader that actually gave a shit, mm. you know? Like, and, 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 yeah, again, like, I think if we, we have, um, you know, these experiences throughout our life and, and even can set us down a path where we get incarcerated, right? We can, we can actually feel like, again, like we're stuck on that track, that railway track where no one gives a shit about us like we're just like and and therefore we just play out the pattern of like fuck it like who gives a shit right like if i get locked up and and like so again we can have all these experiences throughout our life and and yet if we can actually look at these people that um that are actually at this point in, in time and actually see the innate 
you know, within them and, and that they're just the same as everybody else, but they're actually playing out a pattern based on the upbringing and experience that they've had in their life. Like, now we're actually looking at the circumstance. We're not actually looking at the person as if they're flawed. Mm. And, and this, is, this is, again, this is where we go into really want to be able to break that stigma in and around um, mental health, right? We, we, this is why we've been working so well with the EAT services with Rio because we, we want to we help people use these services as a resource and, and use it use it to um, like go to them with a circumstance that they're strong. Like I've just split up with my missus or, and I'm having financial trouble, um, my health. Like we can have all these things that are going on at the one time. It could be like a perfect storm and we're like, and, and we just need somebody to help us see things differently, right? And this is where we can actually lean into these professionals that actually, what do they do? They actually help people shift their perception. They actually help people see things differently. And so where that, like what was noted at that Resilience in Mining um, event that I went to, right? What are, what are these actual leaders very good at? They're actually very good at outsourcing consultants to actually help them see a challenge that they have in their business differently and it actually gives them a different result. So they're actually being really clever and resourceful when they're challenged and they're stuck and they can't see a way out of it, but yet when we are stuck with our own personal stuff going in our life, we're not actually being resourceful with the, the people in and around us that can help us, you know, because we're, we're, we're actually attaching our worth to that circumstance like again like i was saying before about we're actually we're actually fusing that into our identity and we're feeling like we're not man enough or you know when like we've got something wrong with this if we we speak up about mm, that's true well, it's changing and as you said before the are you okay day should be every day you know uh it's uh well, well it is it is every day as far as i'm concerned but you know these Little, um, little, uh, you know, highlights that we have throughout our year, November, all those sorts of things. You know, it should be compulsory to to have that uh, that that culture inside and outside the workplace. And um, realistically, mate, um, I think that's changing. And you know, a lot of our conversations been about that preabilitive approach. And the more people you can connect with, and the more people you can speak to, and that's gonna. That's going to help, you know. The more people can listen to a podcast like this, and that's going to help them um, be a bit more aware and conscious. And then they might be able to look at things differently when they go to work next time, and maybe look at their boss a little bit differently uh, when they go to work next time. Have a different approach to their partner when they go back home. Um, you know, different, uh, different approach to life and, and managing um, stress and, and all those sorts of things. You know, if you can break those cycles like you are a perfect example of, of how that can actually happen, you know, um, you know that, that, as I said, can have a profound effect on all the generations to follow us. And, um, you know, we've all got the opportunity now to be able to, to, to be brave enough to do this. And, um, you know, Blake, I just really want to congratulate you for, for the wonderful work you're doing and are uh, you doing and, and, and will continue to do. But... You know how much um, you know your life's changed over the last uh, last few years, and you really need to be proud of yourself, mate. Because um, you know, not only you've, you've not only helped your own life, you've helped so many others, and there's so many more to come. Yeah, mate. No, thank you, thank you. And um, yeah, mate, you're right. Like it's it's these conversations that um, that spark that um, within others, and 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 that's um, you know that that's. What, what we, you know, myself and, and yourself and, and those around us, you know, that, that's what we envision for, for our community and, and, and for our children to come, you know. We, we're not, we want to lay a new foundation um, for, for our community across the board and, and, and one that's connected and, and, and that allows us, um, you know, the, the ability to thrive, not just survive. That's it. um, it's just so important. So if there's someone listening to this that um, is a leader in the workplace or someone that's listening to this that uh, is an employee in the workplace or whoever it may be, how can they get hold of you to maybe get you to do some work uh, to support their organisation or, or to support them as an individual? Yeah, mate, you can go to www.fifozero.com 
um, and, and you can connect to us uh, easy that way. And or even on the social media platforms, mate, um, we're all there, LinkedIn um, and all the others. Uh, yeah, mate. Okay. Cool. Now that's good, mate. Uh, you and I uh, have got a lot in common, and um, I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time we have a chat. And um, certainly, um, yeah, mate, uh, you're in a, in another state, but uh, hopefully we can get you across to Queensland and be able to uh, to share some of the, the the work that you're doing over here with some of the mining uh, organisations as well, because I could certainly uh, you know utilise someone like you, yourself to be able to help them on their journey. And uh, also, there's plenty of individuals in the scene, but also, as you mentioned before, other industries that can learn so much from this. So, Blake, really grateful for the chat and uh, yeah, look forward to having more, many more into the future. Yeah, me too, mate, champion. Thanks very much for having us on, mate. And um, yeah, uh, congratulations, mate, on the, on the awards um, and everything that you've won recently and the work that you do as well, mate. I'm looking forward to, to catching up in the future. Uh, good man, thank you. Guys, thanks very much for listening in. What a really inspirational guy Blake is. And, you know, geez, how lucky are we that he's been able to set up this organisation um, and what they're able to do uh, to, you know, re-divert the way that we think in the workplace with regards to uh, the way people are managed, but also, you know, help guys out that may be struggling. So, um, you know, really special, uh, special gentleman that's got lots of gifts to share that uh, I believe this is only the start of it. There's, there's plenty of good stuff to come. If you'd like to reach out to me, support outbackmind.com.au, please check out the website, outbackmind.com.au, share it. Uh, and if you can um, share the podcast with others, great. And, uh, yeah, the more people can listen in and empower Uh, one another, then great. That's what it's all about. So have a great uh, day and we will uh, be back uh, with some awesome podcasts in the next few days. Cheers.